course, and it wasn't the greatest golf course from what I understand either. That was Tup's understanding too. None of Lincoln's nine holes were longer than 300 yards. The greens were small, and the course was poorly maintained. Tup wanted to play elsewhere, but there was a problem. Back then, the city ordinance here in Atlanta stated that black golfers, or just black people in general, I should say, were not allowed to use public facilities, um, primarily parks or recreational type areas. Tup Holmes would take aim at that ordinance, and it would be the fight of his life. Tup Holmes was born in 1917. He learned basic golf skills from area caddies and from his father, Hamilton Mayo Holmes, one of Atlanta's first African-American doctors. Tup earned a spot on Tuskegee Institute's varsity golf team and won three consecutive Negro Intercollegiate Championships from 1937 to 1939. He qualified to play in the 1939 NCAA golf tournament, but was turned away because of the color of his skin. He graduated and moved to Detroit, where he sometimes golfed with boxing great Joe Lewis. His son, Michael, says Tup thrived as an amateur. And he subsequently became the state of Michigan amateur champion and also the state of Ohio amateur champion. And he won several amateur Negro championships, as they called it back then. That's Tup's grandson, Hamilton. Tup returned to Georgia with his young family in 1948. Michael Holmes marvels at how he did it all. He had many irons and many fires all at the same time. He owned service stations. He owned an insurance agency. He owned some restaurants, a couple of funeral homes. He was a guy that was always thinking forward. And Tup still wanted to play golf. In the early 1950s, only three of Atlanta's more than 130 public parks, which included five golf courses, were accessible to all. By 1951, Tup had had enough. He felt that black citizens should have a chance to play on public courses. Their public tax dollars were being used to help support the public courses. So why shouldn't they have a chance to play on the same courses just like everyone else? So on July 19, 1951, more than four years before Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a Montgomery, Alabama bus, Tup Holmes committed an act of civil disobedience on an Atlanta golf course. Rounding out the foursome were Tup's father, his brother Reverend Oliver Wendell Holmes, and family friend Charles Bell. Tup chose the course named for golfing legend Bobby Jones. They were turned away by the local pro there. They didn't cause a problem. They just turned around and left at that point. But they were determined to try to play on the public courses. Bobby Jones was a wealthy white Atlantan, famous for regarding golf as the gentleman's game. It wasn't very gentlemanly to bar black golfers from playing on that course. It would have been funny if not for the sheer unfairness of it and the danger Back at home, five-year-old Michael Holmes and his brothers knew something was up. We began to get very disturbing telephone calls and threats that they would kill us if they uh, found us out on the golf courses, if we did not give up on the effort to utilize the golf courses and the parks. A general sense that, hey, get in your place. Tup's response to the threats was to organize what he called the Atlanta Golf Committee. He hired attorneys. Letters were sent to the city threatening a lawsuit 
if African Americans continued to be denied access to municipal courses. William Hartsville was the mayor and the city just didn't respond. The city did not consider the request. That's Atlanta City Council President Caesar Mitchell. He's currently campaigning for mayor of Atlanta. It's just a little ironic that Mayor Hartsville and city government would deny something so basic. The irony Mitchell refers to, perhaps, is that Hartsfield is remembered by some for fostering Atlanta's image as the city too busy to hate and for winning an election over staunch segregationist Lester Maddox. Again, Hamilton Holmes. Mayor Hartsfield even tried to initiate having the public courses sold to private individuals so that they could be turned into private courses. Hartsfield also appropriated $75,000 to build a public course for black golfers. The city shot down that 